I'd like to welcome everyone to the Learning Center, Season 2, Episode 2, The Standard of Judgment. Uh, Brother Jack, it's always good to be back with you. It's good to study the Word out with you. Um, how are you doing today? Doing good, Mark. Thank you. I look forward to the program and to the information that we're going to study from the Word of God. Lord willing, we'll give you something that you can use in your daily life. If you're at home and want to study it out with us, we encourage you to do that. Grab a pen, grab a pencil. Uh, we also want to mention the, our website, um, coceb.org. Uh, Brother Jack, can you mention a few places where people can hear some of your sermons and um, some places where you're preaching? Yes, Mark. It, uh, there are several sermons that are available on YouTube, and that's on our website also. You can get a link there to go to YouTube, our YouTube uh, program. And there are several sermons there that are on a variety of subjects, and we're always trying to post more of them all the time. So that's a good place for individuals to go. And then also Bible Study Time radio program broadcast over the Wilkins Radio Network. And there's 20 different stations that it's broadcast over throughout the week. Uh, throughout the United States. And so you can find it Bible Study Time on Wilkins Radio website. And we'd encourage you to uh, tune that in. And those are radio lessons that are specially prepared for that process. You can also, if you're in the Bakersfield area, you can also come and worship with us at the East Bakersfield Church of Christ. We'd be glad to have you come and visit our services there. Check us out and see what we're all about. But yeah, we're we're encouraged by individuals who are eager to understand and know more about the Bible and love the Word of God as we love the Word of God and strive to teach it in its purity and in its simplicity. Jack, let's get right into it. Um, I have seen numerous clips online where one group of people will have a certain religious belief on one corner and uh, another set will have a certain religious uh, thought process on another corner. And one will tell another, you can't do that. That's not what this says, or that's not what this book says. And in this society, in these days, people say, you can't judge me. You can't tell me what I need to believe, or you can't push these things on me. If this is the way I want to understand the Bible, if this is the way I want to understand uh, my religion, that's okay. And what comes to mind, Jack, is uh, sometimes I'm driving and I see people have bumper stickers and it has nearly every logo of religious belief on the back saying everything's just fine. Uh, all religions are good. Is there such a thing as having a judgment for a person? Yes, there is. And this is one of the problems that exists in the world today. The world today is a lot like it was in the Old Testament. The last verse of the book of Judges in the Old Testament talks about a time when there was no judge or no king in Israel, and every man did what was right in his own sight. And that's kind of the way we are right now. Everybody's doing what's right in their own sight. Some people look at that and say, well, there is no standard of judgment. You can't tell me what's right or wrong because it's my own heart that determines what's right or wrong. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. We can't live our lives that way because it created chaos and confusion at that time in the history of the nation of Israel. And it's doing the same thing in the world today because there is no standard for man that is set in the mind of people for them to judge things and to know what is right or wrong. But Jesus talked about judgment in Matthew chapter 7, which a lot of people don't understand because the Bible actually teaches us we need to judge ourselves as well as judging other people. And we need to determine what is right or wrong 
according to the Bible. In Matthew chapter 7 and verses 1 through 5, Jesus says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Now, a lot of people want to stop with verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. And he's telling us here to be careful how you judge other people because you're going to be judged the same way. And what he is telling us here in verse 2 is with what judgment you judge, ye shall be judged. We're all going to be judged one day. And Jesus said in Matthew and John chapter 12, rather in verse 48, Jesus said that we're all going to be judged by his word. His word is what's going to be used to judge us. So that's what we need to use uh, to judge ourselves and to judge other people is to use the word of God. And in order to do that, we have to study and know what the Bible says. And so we read the word of God to learn how to judge and how to determine what is right or wrong. Now, when it comes to judging the word of God, and you see somebody is studying out the Bible in error, and they know maybe perhaps they've even know it's error, but that's what they feel. That's their passion is to study that particular way. Are we to just blatantly correct them? Are we to do it just any willy-nilly way is what I'm trying to say? No, we're not to do it any willy-nilly way, as you say. <laughs> and we're not also to, to do it uh, to hurt them or to harm them or to condemn them. We're to do it to help them. We're to do it out of love. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16, it says we are to speak the truth in love. We're to deal with these things in love. And we're to correct people because we love them. The same as parents correct their children. Why do we correct our children? Because we love them. We want them to learn to do right. And that's the same with all. That's the reason Jesus corrects us in the Bible is because he loves us. The Bible says that the Lord chasteneth whom he loves. And he chastens us and teaches us and corrects us by the word of God, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17. And God does want us to judge ourselves so that we can correct ourselves. And then I have the ability after we correct ourselves and get ourselves in alignment with the word of God in obedience to the will of God, then we can help others to do the same thing. And see, that's God's desire is that we would all be saved. That's why so many people quote John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves the world. He wants the world to be saved. So he wants the world to come to the truth. And the truth is that by which we're going to be judged. It is the word of God. Jesus said in John chapter 17 and verse 17 in that beautiful prayer that he prayed to God the Father, even praying for you and I and the disciples of Christ today. He said to God, the Father in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. We're gonna be judged by that truth. There is a truth, there is a standard. There are commandments in the word of God that we need to obey. And so we have to use the word of God in judging ourselves, correct ourselves, and then we have the right spirit and the right attitude of love to go and help others to see the error of their way, to lead them in the right path, in the pathway that leads to that eternal life in heaven. Jack, while well, I realize here on earth there are some beautiful things happening, and, and uh, we see examples of mankind loving one another in beautiful ways, it, me personally, watching the news, looking at my own community, I oftentimes think things are upside down. Uh, people have lost their compass on what is morally right. Um, and, uh, for instance, certain clothing for children at certain 
certain stores, mm-hmm. um, certain views of what a fetish should be. And I think to myself, how did we get to this point? What is the answer for all that? Well, the answer for that and, and for all problems that we face in life today, the answer is the Bible. Go back to the Word of God. Let the Bible tell us what is right or wrong. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, uh, the writer of the book of Hebrews, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, God gave him, through the Holy Spirit, the words to write down in Hebrews chapter 5. And in Hebrews chapter 5, he writes to them about how we discern, how we tell the difference between good and evil. It's the Word of God. We need to get back to the Bible. He says in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 13 and 14, But everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so good and evil is discerned by the word of God, not by men. That's why we're getting so mixed up in the world today is because the Bible is being taken out. They, you know, you can't teach the Bible in school anymore. They won't let uh, teachers teach Mm -hmm. it anymore. And so that is removing that from the children. It's all up to the parents and to the family to bring the child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And that needs to be done. But this is really the root of the problem is the fact that there is no definitive standard. Nobody wants to be judged. Nobody wants to be told you can't do that. And yet in the Bible, it does. But it not only tells us you can't do that, the Bible tells us you ought to do this. Mm -hmm. You want love, you want joy, you want peace, then this is the way to achieve it. This is how it is. You know, Brother Jack, um, if you recall, uh, when I went out to Lafayette and did some missionary work out there, uh, the Russian government had taken uh, a view that they were not going to have the church involved in that country. So God was gone. There was no place there. But I met a young man that was out there, and he said, I know I should be baptized. I know I should follow God. And he was sad at the time, but he said, if I follow God's word, it's so um, tight. It constrains me so much that I feel like I can't have no fun. Well, Mark, it depends on what we call fun. (laughs) Sometimes fun is uh, satisfying the lusts and the desires of flesh, which is only temporary. It's just fleeting. It's instant gratification that doesn't last any time at all. True joy and true happiness is found in a person who knows they have a right relationship with God. They know that God is with them in this life, and they know that they have the hope of that eternal home in heaven. That's where true joy is, and in loving one another and having that love in our heart. But so many people are caught up in this world. Again, in Hebrews chapter 11, it uses Moses as an example of one who laid out before him as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He could have anything he wanted. There in all of Egypt could have anything that he wanted, but he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God because he had respect under the reward. And he knew that he could enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season if he'd chosen to, but they're only for a season. It's only momentary gratification. If we want to call that fun, then I guess you can call it fun, but it really doesn't last. The joy doesn't last. The gratification doesn't last. The satisfaction is found in our relationship with God, knowing that we're right with God, the powerful, almighty God that made this world and the Lord before whom one day we will stand. And he will acknowledge us if we've obeyed his will as his disciple, as the child of God, and we'll be allowed to enter into heaven for an eternity.
Amen. How wonderful that'll be. Now, Jack, you tell us that we are to live by the Bible as a way of knowing what's right and wrong. But does the Bible itself tell us that it is the standard for how to live? Yes, Mark, it does. And that's a very good question. But it does tell us that. And that's one of the things that the Bible claims to be. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17, as we refer to often in these podcasts and in our teaching of the Word of God, it tells us all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So the Bible, God has given us the Scripture given by inspiration of God, and the word inspiration really means God breathed. So it really is God's Word. When we read the letters that the Apostle Paul, such as this one, that the Apostle Paul was inspired to write, this is not Paul's thoughts. This is God giving him the very words. It was given by verbal inspiration. And so God gave him the words. And God says, this is the standard that I want you to use with regard to doctrine, what you teach, with regard to reproof. And what is reproof and correction? It's judgment and judgment of self. And so that we can know when we're right and when we're wrong. For instruction in righteousness, you want to be in the path of righteousness. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 14 that straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. You want to know that narrow way? We'll be, we're looking at the word of God, the scripture, it, uh, for instruction in righteousness so that we can walk in that narrow way and have that eternal home in heaven. Now you mentioned just now in scripture that the Bible was good for righteousness. Yes. Now what about some of the other documents from other religions that are that they proclaim is an addition to the Bible. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, in Galatians chapter 1, and again here, we go to the Word of God. We're not trying to bring these things up of our own thoughts. This is not my thoughts. This is what the Bible says about that. It's not what I think about the Book right. of Mormon or the Catechism or the... Uh, Baptist manual. It's not what I think about those things. What does the Bible say? In Galatians chapter 1 and verses 6 through 9, this is the word of God speaking here, pointedly to those things. He says, I marveled you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, notice that, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, that's past tense, we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, again past tense, let him be accursed. The gospel has not changed. Individuals teaching things contrary to the gospel of Christ that's revealed in the Bible are accursed in the sight of God. Now that's not my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's what the word of God says. And so that's why we don't want anyone to be accursed in the sight of God. We would have all individuals come back to the word of God, simply believe and obey the gospel. There is only one gospel. In Ephesians chapter four and verses four through six, in reference to that gospel, it says there is one faith, the same as there is one Lord, there is one spirit, there's one God and father of all. And so there is one faith. And that faith is revealed to us in the word of God, according to Jude verse three, It's the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Like Jack mentioned, when we call out these books, Book of Mormon, Book, the Catholic books, the book, the Quran, we're not doing this for sport. It is what God's word says. 
We are bound to God's word. Our goal simply is to follow his truth. Now, I know there are many that are listening in that said, well, I was raised Catholic my whole life. That's what my mom and dad did. That's what my whole family have done their whole lives. And we understand that that could be difficult to get away from that. But I think we should set our goals on what God wants, not our family, not our spouse, but what God wants. Um, Jack, Jack, when we're talking about standard of judgment, is there any final thoughts you may have for us? Yes, Mark, I would like to encourage individuals for all of us to recognize that there's coming a day when we're going to stand before Christ and we're going to be judged according to the things that we have done in this life, Romans chapter 14 and verse 10, according to our works. And as we are, one of the things that we need to realize is I'm not going to be judged by what my parents were or what they did, and they're not going to be judged by me uh, for what I did uh, in Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20. It teaches us there that the, the soul that sinneth it shall die, but if we'll turn and do the righteousness of God, we'll be saved. But each individual, we're going to be judged individually. I'm not responsible for my parents, and whenever I become an adult, they're not responsible for my decisions. I'm responsible for my own decisions before God. And isn't that a wonderful thing? <laughs> that I don't yes, have to is. answer for the mistakes of others or those that have preceded me that God has going to judge me myself. And I don't have to be like my parents. I want to be a servant of the Lord, regardless of what my ancestry was, regardless what nation I came from, what language I speak. I want to be a servant of the Lord. And that's the key thing. Search the scripture, serve the Lord in accordance with his will. And he's promised us he will save us. Hebrews chapter five and verses eight and nine. Jack, I appreciate your time today. And I appreciate that you're willing to look at those, examine the word and give it to us how God would intend. And we thank God for that. And we thank God for the wisdom. Um, you guys want to study at home? Let us send you something in the mail. Contact us at cocev.org. Or do you have a question that you would like asked live on the podcast? Contact us at our website. We'd be more than happy to take on any questions you may have. Um, if you have any concerns or questions that you want to talk to either myself or Jack, um, you can contact me at the website. Once again, my email is on there. And Jack, is there a way that they can contact you? Yes, they can contact me on my Facebook page. They can contact me on our Facebook page, the East Bakersfield Church of Christ. Uh, that's a good way to contact me. And also, again, to visit the services of the congregation, the East Bakersfield Church of Christ meets at 3500 Bernard Street, in Bakersfield, California. We'd encourage you to come and be with us at every opportunity you might have. We really appreciate you listening, and we hope we'll be with you next week, Lord willing.